that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ, which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God. Okay, so welcome to Love Lighthouse podcast for Monday the 31st of October 2022. I'm going to be recording the next part of this online and um, on my Facebook page is Pretty Elite. Sometimes I keep these public, sometimes I make them private, but usually you get the recording here on the actual podcast. So let's um get on with that now three two one welcome um to the video i'm also recording in tandem today with love lighthouse podcast um for monday the 31st of october 2022 so welcome to this update i'm just having some egg i've realized well i don't have any bread for toast but never mind this has been really nice and of course my decaf cafe coffee as well. Alright, so um let's see what I feel is coming up for today. It's looking like an alright day. I'm not too sure if it's gonna be a day for like swimming and stuff like that, but I am gonna be getting stuff sorted here. Um so we'll see about that. Now, I got a telephone call last, like, last night um, by one of my friends in America at their time, and it must have been about 1.30am, and I was like, oh my goodness, I was having a great sleep, and I was like, oh, <laughs> as soon as I heard that, and I didn't realise I hadn't set, you know, my WhatsApp to silent, like, you know. Um, not that I generally think that that's necessarily a good thing, unless you can, like, put it off for, like, certain people or something like that, but you don't really want to do that entirely in case something, do you know what I mean, in case they need you, and it's one of these things, but I'll sort it out. Anyway, so it was, like, one thirty a.m., and I was having a great sleep, and then I found it really difficult to get back to sleep. No, don't worry, everyone. It's nothing like four days worth of no sleep and emergency, um, what do you call it? Emergency medical treatment, surgical treatment. It's nothing like that. Um, but obviously, like from 1.30, I'm like, oh my goodness. And when would I have gone to sleep? I don't even know. Like it was after 11, 12-ish. So only like a few hours sleep due to my friends having phoned me, but as I've said, do not worry, please stop, stop, stop worrying, please do not worry. I am sick to the back teeth of people that dramatise, I like truth, but I don't like, like, lies or drama, like, or someone, like, goes over the top with something, so I just want to say that even although I've only had that amount of sleep, please don't worry, it's nothing in comparison to the four days that I didn't have truth of sleep, when I first had Lucy and also all the surgery that I had and the blood that was lost, which meant that they didn't know what would happen. So it's nothing in comparison to that. So I will be okay. Please be calm. 
thank you. Okay, I will deal with it and I'll get sleep. So I'm all right. Do not worry, please don't dramatise this. Okay, so <clears throat> in that being said, thank you so much for joining me. I'm recording on Love Lighthouse podcast at the same time as this broadcast and just giving it a general update. So, um, very importantly, I have had obviously a couple of people that have been really abusive in my past towards me when I was a child. I'm not going to go into all the details of this, but I had to put up with it and I've never told anyone about it. Um, I told my mum about bits and pieces, but she just didn't want to care because obviously she was part of like producing it by whatever she was involved in with them. So it's her children and obviously that's really serious. So action has been taken with regards to that. And um, I had another person thinking that they could come in Perhaps it had been identified by services because of the way that I spoke and I didn't tell them all the reality of how I was treated by this person. So I think they maybe identified that that would be okay and it, it's not okay. I just didn't tell them all the information. So I, I made it clear yesterday and I obviously had to report on that. So their conduct has been they have been spoken to with regards to their, their conduct um, and told that they're obviously um, not to come over here um, because of the way that they've treated me now, but also the pattern of behaviour that this has come from like childhood when they were adults. That's the important point, when they were adults and I was a child. So um, as I say, there's a lot of kind of like strange behaviour, like sexualized, kind of like forcing, like, on me from them as adults onto me and then also uh, just general like derogatory like trying to demean me and stuff like that perhaps so that I would think I was worthless enough to put up with it for all those years but I'm not putting up with it anymore and I'm speaking up about it and this is the first time I've had to speak about it when I spoke about it to the police yesterday I was like I'm sorry like this is the first time like I've ever you know, like, obviously, like, identified specifically as well in front of someone else and said this, like, in this way um, to someone that obviously is going to, like, go and see them. So it was like, oh, my goodness. That's the first time in my life. Um, and this has been many, many years that I've had to put up with this. Um, my mum used to blame other parts of the family, like, on my dad's side for things. Um... But it looks like a lot of the problems were actually on her side with her former um, situation that she had. That was the most problems I've ever had in my life. And that's the truth is with them. I've never had any problems with my dad's side of the family or my dad. He was very fiery, but he kept us safe and he always stayed with us. And I love him so very much. I don't really know my other side of the family. I didn't really get to spend that much time in all you're listening, one of you are listening right now, I got plenty of time with you and I, I loved that time and um, a lot of my dad's family, like my nephews, are, who would be nephews but are older than me, absolutely love them, adore them, they're brilliant, um, absolutely great. Um, but mum would make up stuff or talk about them, embellish it, she, would, she also hid the fact that my own brother died, um, I loved him 
very much. And she didn't tell me that he, that he passed away, that he died. So I didn't even know that. And I was there to actually. When he went into hospital the first time, like I went in and I it was kind of like praying beside his bedside and he did recover very shortly afterwards. He was up at least in a wheelchair and eventually started to walk again. But then I think it was like maybe it works out like about a couple of years to two or three years maybe after that that um, then he actually eventually um, did pass away. But they didn't expect him to get up after he was um, pretty much unconscious in the neurological department, um, I think it's in the Southern General in Glasgow anyway. But he did, he recovered and, and then obviously further things happened to him. I don't even know the full scope of what happened to him afterwards, but mum kept that from me. So she did a lot of things um, that are really quite horrible. Um, perhaps she's got her own reasons, but I just think it's not very good. Um, but at the end of the day, I have temperance about these things. It's just, you know. So in any case, I have, you know, I had a good relationship with him. I loved him very much and all the rest of them. All I've ever had in terms of my brothers and sisters on my dad's side of the family is quite minimal. But um, some, there has been quite a few instances, even when we've been together as adults, um, and they have been lovely to me and I'm so thankful for them, even my brother, obviously you and, um, but every single one of them have been nothing but kind to me and lovely. And I've had the opposite with um, my mum's too. But I've also had times where they've been kind as well. So it has been, you know, it's been mixed, but when it was bad, it was really bad. So um, that's important to, to understand about why it's vital to make these kind of boundaries in, healthy boundaries as well. I talked about this as well with regards to like, well, at this time of the year, I want people to have fun, Halloween and stuff like that. Some people will celebrate it. Some people will be understanding all souls, all saints. But there's a wide variety of people around. And so I talked about the importance of caring about like boundaries and stuff like that, especially when people might be wearing masks or stuff. But I think we're kind of out of that, hopefully. <laughs> That's been done for the weekend, I think. Um, for the most part, but yeah, it's just about maintaining like your personal like respect, um, as well. So that's important. So that's been talked about. I did talk about it initially when I was showing um evidence, um on here, and I wanted to get like a record of it, and then I I thought better of it. I took it off, but I still want to get this message out there about um, obviously like respecting yourself. So that's it. So you can see that behind me, I don't have the picture anymore. So one of the manipulative processes was to remove that picture because it was from my father. And so everything that they did yesterday was nothing really to do with anything that was really required apart from to try and overassert themselves and be rude to me. And that is the general pattern of events. So that's one thing they took. Um, and they also took something that my mum doesn't even look at. She's not interested in Papa, Nana or Papa, her father or mother. She's not interested in them. It's, it's me that's interested. They brought me up 
glory to God, bless Nana and Papa. Nana was a wee bit funny by the end up, mind you. She said something that I never thought she would say, but she was, you know, she was really suffering by the end. But I love them very much, both my Nana and Papa. Um, and I really care about them, obviously. I'm not, I don't take part in the services and stuff like that, but Papa was in the regiment. My dad wasn't in anything like that, as far as I know, but there, there might have been something he was in to do with, but he didn't talk to me about it. Um, but he wasn't really into all that. He, more, he was more about caring for all the people. But Papa cared for all the people too. He was just out over in Egypt and they were victorious and it was all like peaceful as far as I know. So, you know, I even have like, obviously the regimental things, but that is literally because of Papa. And Papa was just such a great man to me in terms of bringing me up as well, along with my dad bringing me up and um, my nana bringing me up. So these are the three main people in my life that took time to bring me up. Mum did at times, but she wasn't really there as a mother. Um, and uh, that's that's just the way that that has been. Um, uh, what can I say as well about nana and papa? So they took a picture of, it was Graham that took this, a picture of papa, I think. It might have been papa. Nana and my uncle Hugh. Now, perhaps to a certain extent, fine, but I really love my Nana and Papa, and it was me that actually like located it and set it up there. It's me that actually reveres and m- memorializes them and respects them and looks after them, even their gravesite. It only got done because I had been going out to my own father's and then obviously theirs as well and checking around, and and that's how it got updated. They missed out doing my father's, but they um wanted to make a show um, by themselves of doing Nan and Papa's. But again, they would have known nothing about it and it hadn't even been looked at for years and years. It was only because I was going out there. Um, yeah, so she doesn't take anything to do with them. And so they've, they've pretty much taken that as well. <sighs> I really don't know what to say about that, but... You know, that's the way that it is. I've taken, like, photos of it, digital ones, so... But in any case, that's what they think. They think they're doing evil, but God, you know, makes everything work out for good. Because um, obviously I wouldn't get to express about this either right now. If these things hadn't happened, it all leads to, like, further expression and um, getting clarity on things. And that's that's good. Um... Apart from that, I don't know what else I can say of that. I've just popped up. This was um something I actually found outside. It's just um a little like picture, but I might actually go and put it back where I found it. It was this woman that was saying, Oh, I think these things are just like left there, it doesn't belong to anyone. Um, but I might pop it back just in case we're doing like a social experiment or something. I really don't know. But it was like everything that me and Lucy needed was like out there. And then extra things, I was like, what is that all about? Um, it was kind of almost like gifting. Anyway, it's there. And, um, I just have like a picture that I painted, which is about Jerusalem and arise and shine. So it's a picture of the sun. It looks very, very orange. And I have a picture of um, Mary, Joseph and Jesus Christ that I painted. Nothing in comparison to Lucy's paintings. She is the best in terms of artwork. She is the artist of the family. Um, I love it, but 
it takes me time to get back into it because obviously it's not something I'm doing like on a daily basis. Um, but Lucy just has a very natural talent for art. Um, look from her inner vision to just you know putting that down on paper or on a canvas. She's really amazing, very talented girl, very clever. So um, yeah, so that's up there as well. And as I say, Lucy would be a lot more perfect at these things, but I still love it. I really like it. Um, I guess it was guided by the Holy Spirit, so I love it. My to my level of ability with the Holy Spirit, that is. Um, so that's pretty much my main kind of catch up today. Uh, I would say that this main like topic has been about clarity through things others might mean for harm, how God can use it for good, and how it's it brings about clarity. And I never ever thought that I would have to speak about these things. <sighs> I had held those things inside me for so long. Um, and I guess that the thing is that those boundaries therefore were never set before. So even although parts of my anatomy, for example, that shouldn't be referred to, especially with someone that I'm not, you know, I'm not even growing up with them. There's not that kind of level of, you know what I mean? It's not that close. Um, it's, you know, a half brother or sister that, you know, referring to my like physical female anatomy in front of their husband as well. I mean, it was so degrading and demeaning and disrespectful and vulgar, like to do that to me. And now our husband, our ex-husband, he's actually informed me, they're actually divorced now. They are actually divorced. I didn't know that. Um, I think for a long while they weren't, but according to him, he is. Uh, they're no longer together, but it was just awful what she did in front of him. Now, that would never have happened had I perhaps worked through those things and made my boundaries and not really been around them because that same thing happened when I was a child. Obviously, like her forcing herself on me to meet to accept her kissing me it was disgusting really vulgar and she used to do that to her children as well now different people are different about these things but I that I just don't like that and it was disgusting and there was just a lot of areas that were too intimate that weren't appropriate about what she instilled and then also the fact that she tried to get me to have a relationship as in boyfriend, girlfriend, when I was just a little girl in primary school. I mean, I've got the picture there of me in primary school. I mean, you want to like see what size I was. Um, she tried to actually get me at that age. That age. That's me at primary school, found that. <laughs> she tried to get me at that age to have a relationship with her half-brother. So, in other words, the child, the two children that were produced by either one of her parents, and she was an adult in her 20s at the time doing that, all of that. Now, us as children probably didn't really understand it, I don't know, I think we ended up, we thought we were boyfriend and girlfriend, as they say, they were encouraging all this and saying, well, you're this and naming us and, um, you know, write him a letter. Oh, 
uh, he's going to write you a letter and doing stuff like that. And it was just, oh my gosh, an eggs in front of me. Like, undo it. I mean, it's not appropriate. So, in any case, all those things did happen. Obviously, the guy who went through that will also know that himself. Um, and uh, it's no secret to him. I'm sure he remembers it. But obviously, looking back as an adult, he might be quite embarrassed as well because he would not know. This was her doing this to us as children. In any case... um. That went on. The only reason that I've done any of this is because I love my dad so much. As in trying to help my mum is only because of my dad. I love him so much. And what he said to me is really important. I've never met a man with such quiet wisdom like to preach through his action I mean, like, the grace that was on him as well, but also the level of control, despite even some of the grace for his, like, propensity for, like, no wonder what he had to put up with, right? No wonder. No wonder. He had to put up with someone that put him down, that disrespected him. And I know this because even years later... When father had passed away, mum would make degrading, demeaning comments with regards to my father and his level of wisdom. Well, I'll tell you this, he had far more wisdom than she or anyone that I ever know had. But he was degraded by her and he would have obviously then therefore had to put up with that during his time with her. Being degraded, put down, made out that he wasn't good enough, that mentally wasn't good enough, wisdom-wise wasn't good enough she was so great somehow. That's emotional abuse that my father had to suffer. And he was right to be angry about it. He never did anything to us, but he would he would raise his voice and rightly so. And he did get angry at times, rightly so, but he never raised a hand to us. And her previous person, I want to protect their identity because I don't know this for sure, but I've just been informed that he did do that. But again, we don't know, but it would appear to be the case, obviously, with his son doing the same to me. But God bless him because we don't really know, but his son is very aggressive. But anyway, in any case, my father was um, really good, not like ever lifting a hand to us and always maintaining control So I'm so thankful for that because as I say, he was put through and he could have been almost tempted so many times, especially with her putting him down like that. But he had so much control, so much wisdom and I'm so thankful for him. But he, because he's like so great and I don't want to over idolize, there's no one greater than God, but God did gift my father to me and I'm so thankful for him. I take him very seriously I know he has the most wisdom and I will never listen to what my mum has said about his wisdom level or or anything because we can all see what's happened and what I've had to go through as a result. But the reason I'm here is obviously because because of, of him and his word and yeah, I do have a propensity or I have in the past of also caring for people that maybe 
don't necessarily deserve that care and that's um been instilled in me through having to cope with my brother and sister I think from a very young age and my mum the way that they treated me still caring for them has meant that I've gone on in past relationships even to care about people that were degrading or abuse abusive and um I stopped for a while during like university I didn't um, have anyone like that in my life and I was very very careful and I met a really amazing person and we you know we had a completely chaste celibate relationship um, and it was totally pure and well and overall in most ways but obviously you know we did have some sort of contact and things like that but he was so great and it just so happened that I lost my my father passed on like in between like our relationship and also him like going abroad he was in the services as well so he was actually talking about coming out and then going into like teaching of sorts of things but anyway never mind that's by the by but at the end of the day um it's important to understand that obviously I had people in my life that were respectful and I managed to get to that stage but then father passed away um and obviously our relationship with me and that person that I really cared about, um, it didn't go so well because obviously I was putting everything to do with father first and me and what I was going through in my family and my university and career started to become like number one and no one else um, in terms of like, you know. Um, but then I met someone else and unfortunately that person that I met or fortunately, both I mean, there's fortunate to this as well as unfortunate, but... Um, he was really degrading and I had gone back into the swing of things of accepting perhaps um, people in a way that, you know, there maybe should have been boundaries. But I'm I'm glad overall because obviously a lot of my life and wouldn't have happened had it not been for, for him anyway. But um, yeah, he has just been something else. So obviously... Like I work and I focus to um to put myself first and God. Well, ultimately that means God first really within me and um my daughter. And that's what's most important to me. Um, father as well, obviously, like his word, but balancing that out with temperance now, um in alignment with putting God in me first. That's it. That's where I'm at with all of this. Um and uh, that's how it's impacted my life. Um, and there's how the changes have taken place as well, particularly going to university. Um, that's when, you know, I really broke away from family and, well, not all family, but certainly um, those that were given a lot of trouble to me. And in some cases, some of them were actually kind during that point as well. So again, it's there is like... Um, variations in the way our kind of like lives have played out too so it's not all just like one way but when it was bad as I say it's really it has been really um so I managed to kind of like get away from them during that time and during university were some of the best years of my life I spent in Aberdeen and I mean it really was (laughs) it's like bliss it was amazing. The only difficulty was the reality of what my father was going through. 
and my maturity level to be able to deal with him. I wish that I had um, a higher, deeper sense as well, um, maybe in trying to heal him and helping him, getting him out of where he was. Like if I had any further faith in healing him at that point with regards to my walk with God, that would have been amazing. But I didn't um, have that there. Um, there were some amazing insights though, that still did come across in the fact that my father had God, but also being called to get back for my father was what saved me and my friend um, a whole lot of hassle when 9-11 happened because as we, um, we were meant to leave the day after. So I don't know where we would have been, perhaps in the vicinity, at least somewhere, definitely impacted by it on some level, let's be realistic. Um, maybe not the exact level that the people had, you know, obviously um, people lost their lives in that. So maybe not perhaps in that level, but who knows, but certainly impacted majorly by it being in that vicinity at JFK. Um, so, and obviously like, the surrounding area, being in like in and around New York and things, we would have been there. But um, it was the call from father that, and obviously my earthen father, knowing that I needed to be like there for him, it was a case of like, I knew that he wanted to go, I had to get back. And there was all this, you know, just unknowing. And so that saved me and my friend Caroline. And we left um, a week early. But obviously there was also other things too. There was the money aspect. Money was like going down. We were spending money like, you know, it's like hotcakes. Um, but we could have got more money. Anyone can do that. So we could have established more resources and kept us there for sure. But with all of that, um, coming together that's that's ultimately what saved us and I'm trying to like obviously break out of the the financial aspect of that and be okay with having like plenty of money but yeah <sighs> um but the one thing that I do know that's really important is is that it establishes what God talks about in the scriptures the fact of putting God first listening to God listening to the Holy Spirit and obviously putting that first ahead of money having one master that is vital not only for like our own souls like health and safety but also like for huge things like that as well it can really help obviously such a big big message is this um uh, so yeah I, I love my father heavenly earth earth into heavenly yes absolutely um the father god and how he's imbued through my father um that he gifted me in terms of earth and form and um james sample so i'm so very thankful but um yeah that's the intricacies of that and, and just how in-depth it all is and continuing to walk forward with the grace of God more and more, like putting God and myself and Lucy first and how to actually walk through in that way is a big part of what I'm going through now and I'm really emboldening in and in strengthening in. And I'm also thankful to the services that have helped me out during this time as well. Um, sometimes there have been really great people and other times they've been quite immature or they haven't understood like maybe the faith 
Um, thankfully, other people after a while understand me in the faith um, a lot more. And you can almost see like a potential like, conversion or like more happening in their lives, which is amazing. I'm so thankful for that. There's even been like them watching behind the scenes and then loving it, you know, part of the team there. Um, and then like, I think you withdrew, one of them withdrew, like they're, they're loving one of my videos and just like hiding out there. It's like, just be honest. Anyway, but that was lovely. I really liked that. Um, but as I say, a couple when they had to like take, they did really help, but they were quite like excitable as well with their questioning towards me. And I was like, oh my gosh. And then one stepping out and in, <laughs> like the entire building as well. At times I was like, oh my gosh. So there's some work to be done there. But um, yesterday I was so very thankful um, for the, the pair of police officers that came out. They were so clear and professional, caring, thoughtful, um, down to earth, realistic, helpful. As did I say that helpful? Um, and they did obviously go and sort out about the kind of like conduct and things like that. Um, and for the, those folk not to come here again. Um, but yeah, they were really, really good. Calm, collected, just caring, really. Um, good, productive, balanced, orderly. Yeah, really good. Very thankful for them. So it just goes to show you as well, it's like, you know, the, the difference as well. It's like, well, now that I know that, obviously I'm wanting to kind of only like speak to people like that or, or them um, specifically, but uh, we'll, we'll see how things go. I still have a propensity for thinking that, you know, part of that picking up the cross and almost to martyrdom, putting yourself in the fray with others that maybe don't deserve it also helps to like it does help to build them up but again it's like pulling pulling back from that and getting a little bit more further in to um you know that the grace that Christ gives to me as well and saying no no like you've done a major lot of that <laughs> it's time to put God and myself and my daughter even more first and if I want to actually say I prefer speaking to that and that person because they're professional, they're calm, caring, collected, productive, helpful, realistic, balanced and good, then I have every right to do that and I have the grace to do that. Um, so I need to also remember that point of the grace and the allowances that Christ gives us not to have to go through the same level of sacrifice because accepting of Christ being the sacrifice is enough. So again, now the denying myself is more about denying that old self that would want to do what Jesus did. And it's now like more accepting of the glory of Christ bit by bit and the grace of Christ from a glorified position. That's now the next part. Um, and that is a beautiful part to get to but I'm praying obviously for all of us that are going through that 
because it's a new way of working through with Christ. And it's what we're called to do. Um, it's very much a Hebrews thing and it requires reformation. So it's Catholicism and reformation. And that is tricky for so many people because with that, we're also told that with this grace, we also get to like understand or take part more in tradition. So it's kind of like, whoa, we've got reforming it, making things new, and we've got tradition and it's like putting that all together. It's an interesting thing to do, um, but it's growing in the faith. And so I pray for all of us going through that, that we're given more ability to kind of like, you know, those of us that are cho- obviously chosen that have said yes, those of us that are faithful to God, keep having more and more ability to be able to do that more and more. Keep rising. Wow. And they kept the saying, um, with themselves questioning one with another what the rising from the dead should mean. That's St. Mark chapter 9, verse 10. Right, I'm now about 36 minutes into the podcast broadcast um, as well as on here. And I'm going to close off there just now. I hope everyone has a wonderful last day of October, 31st of October, heading on into the 1st of November tomorrow for Tuesday. Blessings everyone on your Monday and going forward. And God willing, I will just come and do these as and when to join me. Um, and yeah, you can like leave comments, you can link or share things. Don't worry about it. If you need to, that is fine. Um, I may at times keep things just private on here, but they should normally be available on Love Lighthouse podcast. But just let's see, God willing how that goes. Thank you so much once again and take care. That Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and length and depth and height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all the fullness of God.